Welcome once again to the Tyler Glenn Show, the show about food and fun places and the mayhem of life for a Tuesday of spring break. A slow start to our morning because it is cold, unseasonably cold for this time of year. We're talking like almost 20 degrees below normal. So brace yourself for a crazy cold start to the day. But we've got lots of fun stuff on the show for you today. The Southern California freeway accident that kind of broke the internet yesterday. And if you missed it, we'll have it for you. Mark Humphreys joins us from the Provincial X to talk about what's going on at the Winter Fair. Probably get some more clarity on the petting zoo issue. From the Department of Food, Rip Festi's back. And uh, we're going to talk a bit about that. If you live in Manitoba, you're going to want to hit the liquor store this week, and I'll explain why coming up in just a bit. Uh, from To fun places, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau getting raked over the coals yesterday for his London hotel stay when the Queen died, and he was paying $6,000 a night. And politics aside, I wanted to know if he was okay. I wanted to know that he had you know the proper soap in the bathroom that he had the proper sticky things on the bottom of his bathtub when he went into the hotel shower to get cleaned up for the Queen's funeral. So the only way to do that is to go for a tour of the hotel. So we will go together on a tour of this hotel in London, and we'll see if it's worth $6,000 a night. $6,000 a night to stay at this place. Movie star alert. Uh, they are filming a Hollywood blockbuster in Portage La Prairie as we speak. So if you're driving through Portage and you stop at a gas station and you come across some movie stars, chances are that's what's going on is they're filming a big movie in Portage La Prairie. And we've got some details on that coming up in the next little bit. Times when people found something in their home they didn't know was there. Have you ever bought a home? Or moved into a place, and look at this. You found something special behind a wall, or you, you found a secret room? We'll, uh, we'll show you those. Also, can you make Krispy Kreme-like donuts in your air fryer? Apparently so, and we'll do it this morning on the Tyler Glenn Show. The show about food, fun places, and mayhem of life. It's Children's Picture Book Day. It's Eden Eddie's Pie Day. What's an Eddie's Pie? Formerly Eskimo Pies. Don't know if we can call it that anymore. Yeah, so National Black Forest Cake Day. It's got cherries and it's got chocolate. Used to be my favorite kind of cake. I'm more of an ice cream cake guy now. It is American Diabetes Association Day. Well, and isn't that, that's kind of, that's really ironic. Um, runs in my family. I should be more careful. Uh, weed Appreciation Day. And I don't mean the weeds that are growing in your on your lawn. It is that weed. The Weed Appreciation Day. National Hot Tub Day. Do you have a hot tub? Do you like your hot tub? Oh, speaking of hot tubs, that's yeah, that's my buddy Dean. He's a oh Dean, you, you gotta see this. You gotta see this. So back when when Amber and I uh were doing a, a radio show, she was so excited one day she came in and she's like, Oh my god, you know what? Uh my husband and I were talking over the weekend and we think we're going to buy a hot tub. It was like a huge deal and they couldn't wait to uh, share this hot tub with their family. And, and I immediately jumped to the, 
Will Ferrell. Oh, are you sure it's about the kids? Sure, the hot tub is about the kids. You just want to have special alone time in the hot tub. And she's like, what? The hot tub. When you're in the hot tub, enjoying time together. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why are you talking so weird? And I'm like, have you never seen that skit? On Saturday Night Live. Is this your first time at the Welshley Arms Hotel? Uh, yeah. Mm, and and are you here without a lover? A lover? Well, I am by myself. I, I'm just I'm just staying here on business. And so when you tell me you're getting a hot tub, this is what's in my head. Yeah. I know you're doing this. Perfect. Quick. Lovers getaway. Yes. Uh, oh. Uh, for, forgive me. We are Professors Roger and Virginia Clavin. In the hot tub, there's a flurry of activity name? happening underneath uh, the water. Dave. Ah. ah. Dave, may I share something with you? I, I guess. I'm really just trying to... I uh, find when one first enters the scalding waters <laughs> of the hot tub... The hot tub. <laughs> it is not unlike your first encounter with a new lover. Mm. I remember the first time Roger and I made love. Yes. Yes. We had pulled over after a long Sunday drive. Roger <laughs> led me to a clearing, laid me down upon a bed of fresh meadow yeah. grasses. He then... So, Dean, you need to play this video as part of a, like, a sales... Then he artfully covered my back with melted butter and cloves. And until the flies... And, and there's something about staying in, in, in a hotel and, and getting that close to people in a hot tub. That's It's, it's deeply uncomfortable. Are you listening, Dave? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired, that's all. Uh, uh, enter Drew Barrymore. Professors Virginia and Roger Clavin. Oh, oh what a, a surprise. surprise! It's our dear friend, Barbara Hernandez. Yes. <laughs> Barbara, what brings you to the Add another person into the hot tub. The usual. Quiet strolls, family-style dining, archery. Well, please join us in the hot tub. In the hot tub. Quentin, I'm with you. Yeah, people soup is exactly right. It's And it's warm water in, in a hotel. I mean, if it's your hot tub, it's one thing. But... Well, as you know... Oh, and they got the giggles here. most skillful and creative lover. Oh, oh yes. yes. However, his love for me was exceeded by his love for sweet wine and dog racing. Fallon can't hang on here. So now I can turn my attention fully to my first love. Archery. Dave. Dave. I, he's, Dave. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. David. <laughs> Hang on, man. Our dear friend, Barbara Hernandez, is the top female archer in the Northeast Division. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, now Drew Barrymore's losing it. Oh, what is what? <laughs> Food in a hot tub? Gross. I usually crave spice. This is so gross. <laughs> oh, oh, now she's losing it. The only one that can hold it together is Will Ferrell. And he's, oh, even he's starting, you can see. Oh, oh. <laughs> the Welsh Arms is renowned for its... <laughs> yeah, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Missing out on some 
good shakes. <laughs> we should mention that although the waters above appear calm, below the surface there is a frenzy of activity. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's the million dollar line. There's a frenzy of activity. The hot tub. So now, you know, whenever we're talking hot tubs, I'm thinking this skit. It's just ingrained in my brain. Dean says, you know, it's okay, people soup, when it's only you as an ingredient. I couldn't agree more. It's those big hotel hot tubs. Um, and I think we've all been, I, I, I mean, I, when I'm at a hotel, I just, I probably won't go over there to that particular area of the pool because it's a lot of people soup. Yes, I totally agree. Anyway, uh, it's hot tub day. Enjoy hot tub day. And it's food on a stick day. I think the corn dog is probably the premier food on a stick. Although I have seen spaghetti and meatball on a stick. They take the meatball and they put spaghetti in the hamburger and then they, they coat it and then deep fry it. And so you can have spaghetti and meatball on a stick. Can I see how many foods on a stick I can find? Walleye on a stick? Bacon on a stick. Bacon on a stick? Key lime pie on a stick. Giant pickle on a stick. Oli and Lena's hot dish on a stick. Don't you know? Don't you Cheese know? Cheese on a stick. Pork chop on a stick. Pizza on a stick. Pizza on a stick. Pizza on a stick. Long dog on a stick. Long dog on a stick. Long dong? Did she say? Long dog on a stick. Oh, okay, Cookie dough on a stick. Giant egg roll on a stick. Shrimp on a stick. Beaver chicken kebabs on a stick. The deep fried candy bars on a stick. Gotcha eggs on a stick. Pretzel dog on a stick. The Prano pup? The corn dog. This is a Prano I was team Prano pup. 19 items. should be more team corn dog. Cheesecake on a stick. Salmon on a stick. Chicken Holy on a stick. cow! Deep fried alligator on a stick. In Minnesota. Deep, deep fried, fried alligator. On a stick. And mixed fruit on a stick. Not deep fried. Salad on a stick. Boo. Kind of. I mean, it's like half in a boat. I'm not sure how you eat this. Like, this part's on a stick. Salad on a stick. Boo. I mean, they gave me a fork, but I feel like to eat it on a stick, you should, like, skewer the lettuce. <laughs> no. <laughs> Looks skewer awkward. The, there we go. Salad okay. on a stick. Okay, so well done. That's Minnesota State Fair. What is that, like 23 items she found on a stick? Holy cow. And what is it, a crocodile on a stick? Uh, one woman followed that up with making sure she ate every item at the Minnesota State Fair on a stick for charity. Just eat fried food, food on a stick. She's even got the shirt on a stick. And she told Rachel Slavic why it's all in the name of charity. Hi, good morning. Could I get a breakfast sausage corn dog? Yeah, $5. Seems simple enough. Order and eat the breakfast sausage corn dog. Pretty good. But for Mandy Colton, this simple act is one by closer to an impressive feat. I started with about 15, 16 items a day, and I've been able to taper it back oh. to 10 to 12. And so that's a little How bit more How impressive manageable. is that? Mandy's eating her way through the state fair and ordering every single food on a stick. Check off number 95. There's around 100. Dang. It's kind of hard to get a good list. Chan's chicken on a stick is number 96, a welcome break from the sweet and deep fried. Three left. <laughs> good work. That's good. 
That is impressive. The food must be on a stick and must be finished at the fair. She had to improvise with a jawbreak or candy. I did the same thing with the lollipop. That looks awful. A lot of pieces right now. Jawbreaker on a stick? Run amok. Her mass consumption will ultimately help them make a wish foundation. It turned into something a little bit more than I thought it would. And I just thought, you know, any proceeds are going to go to a good cause, helping kids' dreams come true. Each food, along with recommendations, is documented for the social media world. Through Twitter, she's built a following with the hope they'll then donate. It kind of turned into a little bit more people were interested in the story. People thought it was really cool. Some people thought it was a little crazy. Five to six thousand calories a day at times. Have Holy cow. So very sluggish. I'm Five to six thousand calories a day. So I've been a little bogged down, just a little bit slower. But now just two foods from her goal. She's a little person. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of food. Five, six thousand calories a day. So rewarding. It's like about half of what I have. So that's a lot for a little person. Gotta be just a little jealous of her. Yeah, right? I yeah. know, right? <laughs> well, I, everyone's looking, going, man, five, six thousand. She must be a runner, though. Runners are allowed to eat like that because I think, I mean, they're moving all the time. So, anyway, good for her, raising money for a good cause, and at the same time, raising her cholesterol. Good news this morning: we have got Rib Fest coming back to Brandon. If you're a fan of Rib Fest, this is what it looked like. Keystone Center Grounds, it's coming back August 11th to 13th. So mark that on your calendar, Rib Fest. Um, It is a little on the pricey side, but again, it's helping out the Rotary Club. I don't know if Rotary is involved this year. We'll get more information on that. But usually there is some type of charitable organization component. And before COVID, it was a huge event. Uh, it shrunk because they moved to like drive through. So these folks, they're look at it, and and you can see their containers on the table there, and looks like they brought their own dip or something. Brought some some extra. It's a little on the expensive side, but they do have beer. They they have music sometimes, and I think the most they've ever had for Ribbers was four. Someone's tried to take a food picture. They got and they've taken it home because I can see the coffee maker on there, on the counter. So they got home and said, "Hey, let's take a picture and show everybody." There's some chicken in there too. That's the thing is they don't just have ribs. Um, they've got chicken and they've got brisket there too. So it is kind of a barbecue festival. It's the closest thing that that we'll have to a barbecue festival. August 11th to 13th. And last year it was held at the Keystone Center. We are assuming that this year it will likely be held at the same place. So yesterday, the internet broke with dash cam footage of an accident that happened on a California freeway. This was taken from the front of a Tesla. There is a webcam on the front of a Tesla on the 118 freeway at Chatsworth. A dark-colored Kia Soul hatchback approaching a white Chevy Silverado pickup truck traveling in the middle lane. Moments later, the Chevy truck's front wheel on the left side, the driver's side, just comes flying off the axle and careens directly into the pathway of this Kia. And so the Kia, not having the clearance for the tire that's just been released onto the road, hits the tire and gets airborne and flips over before crashing down. So it is very dramatic and likely why it broke the internet yesterday. Here is 
And and here's the good news is, is that the person in the vehicle right here suffered minor scrapes, bumps and bruises. That's it. But here comes the wheel. Watch the truck on the bang, boom, flipped right over. And there goes the truck. And I'm thinking, so is he going to pull over on the side of the road and check to make sure everybody's okay? And how do you lose a tire? How, how does a tire just come off? And you know what I'm thinking? He The only explanation I could have is that he got new tires put on the truck, that because he got new tires put on the truck, he is supposed to go back after a certain length of time. You're supposed to go back and get your tires torqued. Isn't that, am I broke the front axle driving on the Manitoba roads? Yeah. Would that would that make your wheel come off though? Yeah, the hundred kilometer. That's you know when we get new tires, that's what they say. After a hundred k, go back for a retorque. That's got to be the explanation here. I'm thinking. There was an article that was written day before yesterday in the Winnipeg Sun that said that Manitoba restaurants and bars are really, really anxious about what is about to happen because we just came through COVID. It's crazy. You know, the government, I hate, this isn't politics, just a little commentary, but post-COVID, government has dumped all this money into the system to cause this inflation, and now they're taxing the hell out of us. And that is creating more inflation because that's why we're paying high prices for food is carbon tax and a whole bunch of hidden stuff. And now... Boo, they're going to hit booze. Okay, raise the price on my lettuce, but not my Bud Light. Come on. It's not just here in Manitoba, but Kathleen, we pay some pretty heavy tax in Manitoba, so it's going to hit us especially hard. So it's going to happen Saturday. Today is Tuesday. You have time to get to the store. Even if you are watching this show on demand, you're watching it later in the day, you have a few days. will allow you to get into the store and get and stock up on your favorite libation. And again, maybe you're not a big drinker, but maybe at Christmas time it gives it hits you that you got company rolling in and you go through a couple hundred dollars of booze through the holidays, then buy your Christmas booze early. Um, booze is the new toilet paper. Well, it could it could very well be because I think people are, are are on to what's about to happen on Saturday. And so I just didn't want you to go into the store. Um, and get some some beers for your barbecue once the weather turns nice. And uh, again, maybe you don't drink, and that's, I mean, there's so many people that don't drink nowadays, it probably doesn't affect you. But if you entertain, this will save you a few dollars down the road because booze doesn't go bad. You can buy it, keep it corked, put it in your cupboard, save it for when company comes over or whatever. This It's going to save you some money because it is going to go up 6.3%. That is a Big, big jump. This is something to keep in mind if you're buying it, but also having some patience, again, for our poor restaurant and bar owners. Man, this is this is hard on them because this is a big part of how they make a living. And whether or not you drink or not, there's lots of people that do. And there's lots of restaurants that depend on that money. And... And this could hit them especially hard. So if you can go out and support your local restaurant, I'm not saying go out and drink at your local restaurant. Just, you know, if you're kind of on the fence, now would be a good time, like next week, 
to make sure that we once again rally around your favorite bar and restaurant, because if we don't, we've seen it before, they close up shop, and then you say, whatever happened to that place? Whatever happened to that great place that I enjoyed such and such a dish or sandwich? Well, it's because we didn't support them when times are tough, and times are about to get tough for bars and restaurants, not just in Manitoba, um, but across the country in the coming days. I, we've connected with him, and look at that. The guy knows how to set up a TV shot uh, because he is sitting in front of – you're sitting in front of – what is that? It's a carousel of some kind? Yeah, it's uh, Wonder Show's carousel here in the Manitoba room. We've got a, uh, a fantastic concept going off this year. It's called the Manitoba Food Court and the Royal Food Court in here. So we've got a stage area. We've got a few kids' activities and obviously the fantastic carousel behind me. Before we continue, I, no- I notice, forgive me, that you have an accent. Is that an is that Irish by chance or Scott? I I hate getting it wrong because I think I will offend one of the cultures somehow or rather. Well, this is from right in the center of England. It's Yorkshire. Um, oh, okay. Yes, Yorkshire, England. So it's uh, I think the rhyme goes: um, Was it strong in the harm, weak in the head? And I think that's the Yorkshireman's uh, famous famous sign: Yorkshire, Yorkshire born, Yorkshire bred. Yeah. And is it Yorkshire pudding? That's it. Yeah, you can you can probably see. Yeah, I'm used to Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> and what is a Yorkshire pudding? Is it like a pastry? Uh, yeah, it is similar. It's like a dough almost. It's almost like a pancake, to be honest, or a um, uh, cross between a pancake and a donut, but it's, it can be savory or sweet. Yeah, it's one of our staple diets. Nice. Well, we're the show about food and fun places and the mayhem of life. And Mark Humphreys is the general manager at the Provincial Ex of Manitoba. Thanks for making the time. Speaking of food, let's let's start there because it's food on a stick day. Can I get food on a stick at the fair? Do you do you know, Mark? You can probably get food in just about every uh, every shape and size. We've got Chinese food here. We've got Asian food. We've got uh, the famous you know fair food from cotton candy down to the mini donuts. You name it, it's here. Every Every form of cuisine on the um, Blue Corridor and in the Manitoba room, you'll be able to sample. Well, I think you get the award for the uh, most creative shot uh, with that carousel in the background there. I love that shot. Tell us about the carousel and why you're standing in front of it. Well, it's just to show we're trying to attract the families back to the Winter Fair. We've had a couple of years that have been tough on everybody with COVID. We want to tell everybody we're open for business again, and, and we want family fun to be uh, you know, the main line of our um, entertainment theme this year. So uh, we're, we're, we're asking everybody to show us your smiles. Two years behind masks, we've not seen yeah. those pearly whites. So we'd like to see a few uh, smiles going around the place for our photographers that are, that are wandering around. And uh, this room is certainly bringing those smiles back. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, one of our folks in in the uh, in chat is saying that, Mark, next year we'll have to work on Yorkshire pudding on a stick. I think we can combine it. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, let's talk a bit about uh, real. just one step back, because we do have people that watch and listen from all over. Um, can you, in a nutshell, explain the, the what the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair is to somebody who has never been before? I think it's everything under one roof. Um, you know, at this time of year, we're called Winter Fair, but we're on the edge of spring, so... We're trying to look forward to those uh, warmer months. And in here, we've got everything that um, you can think of, from horse shows to uh, equestrian show jumping. Uh, we've got the cattle moving in today. Uh, and then on top of that, we've got fantastic forms of entertainment, the wolf jocks. We've got the Canadian raptor show, which uh, is bringing birds of prey into the main arena. Um, and on top of that, we've got the royal experiences. And then uh, the farmyard, of course, with the famous petting zoo, 
uh, and we've got all the we've got a milking demonstration down there. So it's uh, and then of course behind us you can see it's all the fun of the fair. So just about everything under one roof that's family, education, and also agricultural based. Uh, it's it's the only second um, royal warranted show in Canada. The other one is the Toronto Royal. Um, so we've had that now for nearly 50 years. So we're very proud of that um, that title, and we would like to keep that as long as we possibly could, and keep that bit of bit of royalty going through Manitoba. Uh, and of course, you can expect quite a few people going through the uh, through the doors. So plenty of friends to meet, plenty of people to bump into. It's got every feel good part about it. The Manitoba room itself is the is the fresh and new, invigorating part of this uh, of this fair this year. So. The Royal Food Court, if you get down to the Blue Hallway, that will lead you to it. You can get through to it through UCT as well. And, uh, yeah, I think this this is going to be one of the main talking points of the fair this year. Nice. Manitoba Room, go check it out. Uh, the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair, again, we'll have links on our website at tylerglenshow.com. Uh, go for the food and the fun, and it's all inside you know, you're very lucky, Mark, as far as weather goes. You know, normally cold weather isn't something to be thankful for, but... It norm. I, I grew up here. I, I was born and raised in the area. There's always a storm winter fair week, and because it's so cold, not much in the way of precipitation. So that's good for for attendance, I'm sure. Oh yeah, really good week. Yeah, I think we had the storm the week before, to be honest. But yeah, this week it looks like the weather's picking up after today. The temperatures starting to rise. You know, the car park is nice and clear, and the Keystone Center guys and girls have been working really hard to make sure all the accessibility areas are are in a good shape. So um, yeah, we're having a good week as far as far as the weather. So fingers crossed. I hope you haven't cursed it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, no matter where you're watching or listening, um, it's worth the trip to venture on into Brandon and uh, check it out. And the kids will really, really enjoy it. And uh, it's an awesome way to end what has been and always is uh, traditionally a very, very long winter. Hey, Mark, thanks for making the time for us. Thank you for the interest. And we look forward to seeing you at the fair. And come on down. Come and tuck the jacket. Say hello. We're looking forward to seeing you. The air fryer, I thought, was to like cook chicken and vegetables and and kind of make it like to make it like you were cooking something for yourself that was, you know, delectable. But the air fryer donuts. You're going to preheat your air fryer to 180 degrees Celsius or 350 Fahrenheit. If you want to buy an air fryer, I highly, highly, highly recommend to get the one I'm using. I'm not oh, fudge. Yeah, I, the fudge not lady is there, I believe. I literally just went on Amazon Italy and got the one with the best reviews, okay? <laughs> so you can Well, they certainly well. look like donuts going in. the basket with some oil and gently place four donuts into the basket. You're going to cook these for exactly three minutes. These would be beautiful yes. and they look like buns. Soft. The first time I was testing this recipe, I was shocked. I know a lot of people love their air fryer. I was very skeptical when I got mine. It exceeded my expectations. Never did I think donuts could come out this amazing and soft in an air fryer. I'm making glazed donuts today. The recipe for this glaze will be in the description box. We've made it a lot of times on the channel. I love it. It crackles just like the Krispy Kreme glaze. Allow the glaze to set for oh, 10 Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Dry. All right. These are amazing. Okay. You will be able to tell well, the I difference wonder... between fried donuts and these air fryer donuts. If you have a little bit of time on I wonder hand, what the taste is like. So what I'm going to do is, um, oh, Tasha just got a Ninja dual air fryer. So I'm going to post the, the recipe. I'll post the from scratch recipe. And I will post the uh, the Pillsbury Tyler version where you just like crack open the Pillsbury 
form some donuts and throw them in. I like that one the best because it's it's almost foolproof. And really, the star of the show here is the fryer, right? Because regular donuts, you're supposed to drop them in essentially like French fry oil. Let's move along to movie stars in Portage La Prairie. You're filling with gas. You're on your way to Winnipeg. You stop at the Portage Co-op gas bar just coming into town. And you're saying to yourself, wait a second, that guy, he's filling, his, he's filling a car a couple pumps over, and he looks so familiar. I've seen him somewhere. And then your spouse says, yeah, did you, did you know that's such and such movie star from such and such show? And you say, that can't be. We're in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. But that's what's happening. Portage has turned into Hollywood for the next few days. Right by Sobeys in Portage, the Highway Motel. I always thought the Highway Motel looked like something that could be in some kind of movie. It was likely related to a scary movie. But it did have that kind of Hollywood-esque front to it. Oh, it's called Psycho Killer. So the, uh, and actually crews have been in Eli and Brandon. Ooh, they've secretly been sneaking sneaking in and out of Brandon. Uh, however, some of the names of the actors have not been revealed. This from Portage Online, who were at the scene. There they are. That's That's the hard work of making movies right there. Look at that. It's pretty glamorous. Making movies, that is glamour. That is glitz. That is glitz and glamour at its finest. Like, when I think Hollywood, I think of this shot right here. Yellow jackets, snowbanks, and shovels. I mean, to me, it doesn't get any more glamorous than this. This, again, psycho killer is being filmed in Portage. So speaking of economic impact, this guy's walking economic impact. His name is Justin Trudeau, and he is our prime minister. And this guy doesn't know the word budget, even though the, the federal budget comes out today and he's going to throw some crumbs to uh, those who he feels are of the lowest of low income in our country. Thank you. Thank you, oh, great master, Justin. So this guy goes to the Queen's funeral and spends $6,000 a night. Canadian taxpayers are on the hook for $400,000 to attend the Queen's funeral last September. $400,000 for politicians, diplomats, and other government officials. And I thought to myself, you know what? Before we all just pile on... Mr. Fancy Pants and his wonderful spending habits. We should stop and think for a second. Like, number one, it's got to be secure. We're not dealing with an ordinary citizen here. Uh, it's got to be secure. That's the most important thing is, you know, as much as you may dislike this guy, he's got to be kept safe because he's leading the country. Every leader deserves to, and their families deserve to operate in complete safety because that's the way it has to be in a democracy. All right. He can't have one-ply toilet paper. It's just not... We cannot have the Prime Minister wiping his arse with one ply. It just can't happen. We can't have him having sugar-coated cereal for breakfast. You know, the leader of the second largest country on the planet, geographically speaking, of course, should not be eating Frosted Flakes, nor mini-wheats. No. Uh, it's called the Corinthia 
in London. $6,000 a night to stay there. Let's just all pray. Let's, uh, let's all pray and hold our breath to make sure that this will be comfortable for him. I really hope it's going to be okay. Corinthia, London. An extra special address. Steps away from the city. Well, he's going to be close to everything. That's good. So this is his hotel here, and it, lo- it looks pretty acceptable. Grand facade. Intelligent design meets homely comfort. I'm worried about all those flowers. What if he has allergies? And a warm welcome can always be guaranteed. Okay, well, keep the frosted flakes away, please. Attention to detail is an art we are proud to perfect. That's a lot of wine. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned a little bit about that. Uh, you know, I don't think he's a big drinker, and that might apply undue pressure on Our him. Our penthouses gaze over the likes of the London Eye and Trafalgar Square, and Theatreland is on our doorstep. See, there are more flowers. I'm worried about allergies. That's a lot of flowers, guys. Really? Leisurely days are spent at the spa. And I'm the also worried about insects. He's going to be spending a lot of time outside Michelin on that patio. Chef Tom Kerridge. I don't think this is acceptable. Classics and seasonal delights yeah, can be discovered at the too much, too much foliage. Delivered and more liquor. What's with all the liquor? And there's some there's clothes with no owner. What's next? An owner with no clothes? Unacceptable. The fragrant ceremony of afternoon tea. See, whoa, 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 whoa. Afternoon tea is an experience to be savored. More booze. Be savored. Let's go back. Where's the ceremony of afternoon tea? Okay, that egg. I have a problem. Fragrant ceremony. There could be something in that egg. We're dealing with the prime minister and, you know, what if there's something like some kind of stick of dynamite in there, like from the the Roadrunner shows? Uh, I'm concerned. Please remove that. They should not have anything like that in the hotel. And again, with the flowers, like, do you, do you, when you check into this hotel, do they give you anti-inflammatories when you check in? Unacceptable. This is just subpar. Of so, I'm sorry. Is an experience to be savored. 6,000? No. Look at Carinthia, oh. London. The place to escape the everyday. Now, that's a jail. That's a jail for poor people that are suffering from seasonal allergies. Ah. Oh. No, I, I, I really think that... Uh, there is not much to be concerned about there. I think that really, if anything, um, if anything, that must have been an awful experience for him. Like all those flowers, sneezing all the time, the anxiety of worrying if there was a roadrunner stick of dynamite in that in that Fabergé egg. You know, all those chefs walking around with their big hats. You know, that's scary. What's under those hats? What are you hiding, chefs with big hats? I no, unacceptable. Sarah says Tyler Glenn, Justin Trudeau's new head of security. Well, yeah, and chief tester guy. I'll go in and make sure the beds. We didn't even see the beds. What a terrible, terrible set of circumstances for him to have to stay here for the Queen's funeral. Like, that bed is not big enough. Um, What is that thing at the end of the bed? You know, your feet are going to get caught on that. What if you twist your ankle? Safety. Look at, there's a mirror that could fall down. Look at, 
Oh my gosh. That handle is not high enough up on the wall. I, I am like a walking safety officer. I really am. Unacceptable. That's all I have to say is that um, poor Justin. That's uh, in case you want to share this monstrosity of a safety concern with your friends, I'll post this at TylerGlennShow.com. TylerGlennShow.com. When they send the home inspectors in, they're the ones that have the stories. But I guess these people that are sharing these stories didn't get a home inspectors when I'm thinking, or the home inspectors likely missed it. Um, So here I present to you um, from the Department of Mayhem, Food, Fun Places, and the Mayhem of Life. We've just purchased a new home, you and I, but it's not brand new. It was owned by somebody. And we found something covering an area of the floor that was bolted down pretty hard when we bought the house. But we just got it open. And underneath is a mysterious well. A well. Look at this. This guy found a well under his house. Now, that could, that could I'm thinking, be dealt with pretty easy. Where are the bodies hidden? So you got a strange vibration in your house, and you start peeling away the brick, and you realize there are millions of bees, millions of bees living in your walls. And because... It wasn't necessarily vibrating at the time that you went to look at their house, or maybe you bought the house sight unseen. And the house is vibrating. Why is it vibrating? Do you know how many bees it would take (laughs) to make your house vibrate? Holy shit, that's gross. This 1930s home had a ball and chain behind the wall. A ball and chain. That was once Quentin's home, I believe. I, I'm thinking that's uh, not sure. When you buy new construction, you don't have to worry about hidden secrets. At the same time, that can't be said when you buy an older home. Look at this. This is a safe. This is what I would like to find. But what if you can't? It looks like, I wonder what was in that safe. They don't say what's in it. Probably nothing. If it was a safe, you would have. Uh, and it was full of money, you would have heard about it. Look at this one. A secret door behind a bookcase. Now, you only see these in movies, but you buy the house and you wait a second, there's a latch here. Wait, oh my God, it's creepy. Isn't it creepy? This is cool, and I think this has happened to my parents, and I would think that this happens in our area an awful lot, where inside a wall you find an old newspaper. But damn, this is old. 1902. Roosevelt may settle strike. Holy cow. That is old. 1902. The the Titanic was still like architectural magazine. Quinton says the Murphy door is coming back. A surprise hidden room. Little addition may take up valuable parking space, but who cares about parking when you can turn an extra room into an underground movie theater, a swimming pool, or a games room? And what did they use that for? If they built a room underground, under the driveway, why? 
What what are what are you doing down there? Seriously. Obviously something that doesn't want to be found, right? In the Netherlands, there's lots of hidden rooms and spaces, especially in Amsterdam. This is cool. I remember when this hit the news, this was under somebody's flooring when they ripped the carpeting out. It was the size of a room, and it was a giant Monopoly board. I would find a way to... I would probably just leave it. I'd probably refinish that. That is very cool. And took a... I would think it took a lot of work. You find out your house is made of gravestones. Oh, wow. So you start pulling apart the bricks and realize there's writing on these bricks. <laughs> yeah, there's writing on these bricks because they smashed headstones <laughs> and used the bricks to build your house. And I was wondering why the TV never worked quite right. Always had the on the TV. They're here. No shit, they're here. You're living in a house made of headstones. That's... And how do you find that out in a house inspection? Really, it's just when one brick... Because you wouldn't know till one brick slides out. And then you're like, hey, it's got writing on it. 150 bowling balls under your house. Why? Like, that doesn't make any sense. If those bowling balls are in decent shape, and it looks like they are, and they're thrown in sand, you pull them out, you polish them up, what is a bowling ball worth? Like, it'd probably be $100. So if you've got 150 bowling balls under your house in sand, again, easy to get out, relatively speaking, didn't you just come upon like a bit of cash there? Like even if you got $10 a ball, that's 50, 150 bowling balls. That's 1500 bucks at a garage sale. You'd get 10 bucks for a bowling ball. Easy. Public school water fountain in a living room. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But, you know, if your kids are always bugging you for a drink, oh, man, that's a good idea. And probably uh, installed prior to what is your water cooler today. I mean, nowadays, the kids just grab a cup and go to the water cooler and get a drink. But if you've got four or five kids, mom, 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 I'm thirsty. Mom, I'm thirsty. Mom, for God's sakes, can you just put a Damn water fountain in the house. These kids are driving me crazy. And I mean, it's just like any other fixture. You just go to a plumbing shop and get a get it installed. Whoa, look at this one. Let that one just creep you out a little bit. With spiders in the crawl space. Like a spider farm. Are those spiders? They look like crickets, maybe. I don't know, bugs. That's not my deal. It would be Poolins to the rescue, boy. That would not, I would not be doing well if I saw that. I am not good with bugs, small rodents, any of that crap. Oh, look, I found a cassette tape. Oh, there's something written on it. Why don't we, 
why don't we put it in the cassette player? That's a, so David Koresh, is that a band? Finished watching the special on Netflix or the documentary on Netflix last night, actually. How ironic is that? Waco, have you seen Have you seen it? And literally, it is 30 years. And you find this tape, that's, uh, that is freakish. And what a documentary that show is on Netflix. Just unbelievable. The human mind and how people can be persuaded to do things. It's truly remarkable all these years later. So what? They uncover and fix up a miniature house built into the staircase. Oh, so they put a front on it. So they had a little uh, house under the staircase. And so this guy said, hey, that's pretty cool. And then put a front on it. That is... That's a cool way to, uh, uh, or it's just up there for decoration. I, I don't know. Have you ever found anything weird in a home you moved into? Did you ever hear of anyone finding anything strange? When they moved into a home, these people obviously were in a hurry to paint the house because they've painted their SIM card into the wall. The latex has covered the SIM card. I think that's one of the cooler things we saw is an old fire extinguisher. Some of the remarkable architecture in the homes that you buy, and you think to yourself, what the hell were these people thinking? And what was the purpose of having a door that doesn't go anywhere or a secret room that is underground? Why Why do you need a secret room underground? So we'll just let it go. So he's got the he's got the uh, the moves completely synced with Patrick Swayze, and even the even the butler he's going to change his costumes, and then he's got yeah the female lead here. So how is he going to do this? You're watching the sync. So there's a part in this. If you've seen Dirty Dancing, and my wife has maybe watched it one million times. How is he going to lift her? Because he's the same person. Well, here we go. Oh, the inflatable doll. That is fantastic. Look at that. And he synced it up just perfectly. Well done. And give give it a big smooch. Nope. So there you go. That's, that is uh, one of the brilliant videos of TikTok. <laughs> Play that for all the fans of Dirty Dancing. Thanks for being... Oh, Patrick Swayze used to come to the Arabian Horse Show in Brandon. That is true, Kathleen. I did know his wife still comes from time to time, is um, what I understand. She did come a couple of times, or after he had passed away. She had come. They're big into Arabian horses. He loved horses, big time. This wraps up another edition of the Tyler Glenn Show. Once again... I do want to say a huge thank you for making time to hang out with us, have a little fun, share a few things, and have our morning coffee. Because, again, you have made us the fastest-growing morning show in Manitoba, and I'm so grateful. We're going to keep the ball rolling, and we're going to do it again tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central. 
It's the Tyler Glenn Show, the show about food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. Have an awesome Tuesday, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Have a great day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.